Hi, Rod Rourke from Dallas, Texas, the Plastic Surgery Channel, helping you become a better you. And we're going to have an incredible podcast today on leadership, the Rourke Knows Podcast. So, Eric, welcome. Eric Sletton is a work excellence coordinator. Now, that's a mouthful. Yeah. And basically, he helps to guide organizations into leadership development. And then also, he's an expert in body language. So he's going to tell me if my body language is good today. So we're going to see. So Eric, welcome to Rorick Noise Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Rorick. Good, good. So tell me, what makes a leader? What makes a great leader? I, a leader, to me, is an individual that possesses the exceptional ability to inspire people and then to generate momentum. And they do that through a very compelling vision for what they're out to achieve. So you have to speak with enthusiasm and you have to have a vision. Yep. But I really believe that that's truly at the heart of a leader. Right, yeah, they have to be a visionary and be passionate about it. And yes. they have others, that leads them to follow them. That's okay? right, that's exactly so, right. So can you make somebody a leader? I, I, I believe up to a point. You can educate individuals on character traits that a leader possesses and you can put them in the position of leadership. But that being said, on the other hand though, their efficacy and their actual impact in that role is going to be more determined by their underlying character traits. So it's going to be important. So give me some examples of that. You yeah. know, like, you think we had to make Ronald Reagan a leader? <laughs> I know he was an actor first. Yeah, no, I, I believe it's a combination of being born into circumstance that kind of molds your perception, and then it, it becomes your personality, and that's where your character traits really come through. So what you value, your principles and morals, that's the guiding light that really kind of makes a good leader from a great leader, in my right. opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. Yes. I agree. It separates them Significantly, And also, you know, if you have that passion and that vision, people will follow you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Good. So how do you teach people to be better leaders? I, mean, I personally agree that I think, you know, leaders are not necessarily born, but they are refined to be great leaders. That's right. Right? I mean, you know, and you put in situations. Look at Abe Lincoln. I mean, you know, yes. he was put in this amazing situation. And thank God we had Abe Lincoln during <laughs> the Civil War. Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, he saved, you know, America. So uh, so how do you teach people to be a better leader? How, how do you do that? How do you say, okay, you're in a leadership position, and how, how do you lead? How do you tell them? For me, it's three primary components that I look at, and it's going to be during the preparation, yep. their performance, and then passing it on. So so during preparation, you're looking at a lot of self-reflection of that individual to understand and determine where they're truly at. You can't uh, improve upon something if you don't know where you're starting. So that's the, the very first component. Next would be performance. So then you have to take it from philosophical and put it into practice. Right. right? So taking action in the performance phase is where a leader can really test their grit and their skill set. After that, the last portion, which I believe is true legacy of a leader, is passing on the information you've learned. So once you've had any degree of success right. within anything, it's making sure you educate others on that and passing that information, that's the next, in, in my opinion, the last step. Right, and that's truly you know, a level five leader. That's a selfless leader. That's, that's right. you know, giving back and teaching the next generation. And, that, and you know, that's correct. That's a rare error, I think, in leadership. I really, you know, I think I could count on one hand the leaders that did that in history. Yes. You no, know, they passed it on and uh, in because sometimes they couldn't get outside of themselves. So who do you think is like one of those leaders besides God? Yes, <laughs> that's right. I, I, for me, I find myself referencing back to three le leaders pretty frequently. Yep. Uh, one of which would be Jim Rohn, uh, the okay. other being Les Brown, and then Ed Milet. 
Those are those are three leaders that I find that they they and every one of them are purpose driven and, and godly based men, and they really drive towards that vision of passing on and providing value to others. And I, I love that component. So of tell me tell style. me about each one of those for the for the audience that doesn't know sure. Jim Rohn. Tell us about each of those and and why you think they're so great. Yeah, well, Jim Rohn has a quote that I love that it says, "If work harder on yourself than you do at your job." Because if you work hard on yourself, you're going to have an exceptional ability to be able to provide more value to others. So if you work hard at your job, you're going to make a living. But if you work hard on yourself, you can make a fortune. And that's a, that's a huge component of this. I, I, again, again I, I look at creating value beyond self in turn makes you more valuable. And Jim right. Rohn embodies that philosophy. So with Les Brown, uh, he says someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. Right. So and fairly, it rarely should. And that's correct. It rarely should. That's right. And and a lot of people will put their own bias uh, on you, and that actually shapes what you think you can do. When in reality, that's not the case. Exactly. So it's incredibly important to carve your own path and understand that your vision is given to you and you alone. So and then for Ed Milet. Ed Milet has, a, has a, a mantra of max out, max out life. And I just love that because even myself, you know, at times you don't optimize every single day. And yet it's such a blessing and we should. Uh, but what does that mean? Okay, I mean, yeah. every day, get up, dawn, go to bed at dusk. I mean, what does that mean? Well, in, in many cases, when, when you lack the motivation to do all those things, the discipline prevails. And that's in order to max out your life and really get the most out of it, to squeeze everything out of it, you're not going to feel like doing that every single day. So like you said, waking up in the morning and first living in gratitude, understanding that it's, it's an amazing day to even have the day, and then taking that and making the most out of it would be, okay, what am I going to do today? So setting goals and then executing on those goals throughout the day, that would be something that uh, I would say is an important character trait of a leader. I agree. I agree. I think, I think in my mind, uh, two people that I look to that are, you know, at least in, in the modern era, I think it's Martin Luther King. I mean, oh, he yes. was an amazing selfless leader and, you know, he sacrificed his life for that. I mean, he, he really transformed, I think, America. He really did. 100%. I mean, uh, uh, and I, I just, you know, when I look back at the recent history and then I think Abraham Lincoln in, in American history, because those two gentlemen really helped transform America and yes. they were selfless leaders. And, and, and unfortunately, both of them died for their country. Yes. And uh, so what can we learn from people like that? And where are they today? I, know. <laughs> I mean, where are we in our incredibly uh, non unified America. Yes. So I believe that all of those individuals came to a, a juncture in the road, a, a split. And when they knew that their goal was going to require a lot of people and to inspire a lot of people, with good leaders versus bad leaders throughout history, you see the split in the road comes between motivation and manipulation. See, right. bo both of those possess the ability to get people moving in the direction, but the difference is, is motivation is selfless, whereas manipulation is selfish in its, in its design, right? So when you're trying to inspire, like Martin Luther King, we were talking a selfless act in his, you know, his speech, right? You know, I yeah. have a dream. It's, I have a dream. Right. It's, it's the unification of everyone. Whereas in other elements and bad, poor leaders in history, you'll see that there, it, theirs is more of a, 
it's going to benefit a select few at the expense of others. Yeah, the Hitlers, and the that's Stalins. Right. Yeah, that's correct. So that's why, like Hitler had a very famous speech, the Kroll Opera House speech from '39, where it talked. Oh. Yes, where it talked about the annihilation of a race, whereas Martin Luther King's was the unity of of everyone in humanity. Right. So that's why people like that in history, like Hitler and Stalin stuff, they'll always be marked as a lesson learned in history. Whereas when you look at Martin Luther King, it'll be as a person that's always revered and inspiring throughout eternity. And right. it's a huge difference on their le oh, yeah, yeah. leadership no, legacy. It's, it's amazing. So. And, you know, we need to reflect back on that because I really think today we have a paucity of true selfless leaders in the world. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we have more that are not motivated but are trying to manipulate. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm just speaking non-politically. It's just, it's very, it's been at a real juncture in our country and uh, it's a real problem. So yes. I, I believe that the, the so, you know, social media and those types of things have idolized materialistic, you know, objects. And, and that's what a lot of younger people, you know, have kind of gravitated towards as showcasing value and right. success. I mean, come on. I mean, if you're but, a role model for your life as a Kardashian, that's not, <laughs> I mean, nothing, I, I, nothing against the Kardashians. Right. They're incredible, but yeah, they dress well. Come on. I mean, you know, give me a break. I mean, right. you have to move beyond that. You have to move outside yourself and say, hey, I am better than that. I'm better. I want to I want to aspire to a higher goal than, Absolutely. than something like that. And uh, so what what makes what makes a great leader? So somebody who's listening, say, OK, I want to be a leader in my community in my uh, what should they do? What are the like the three powerful points they should look at? What do you think? So three powerful points. Well, first one you've already mentioned. So mastering humility. Uh, I really believe that, you know, I, I, it doesn't matter to me if you have a PhD, a bachelor's, no degree at all. Everyone in life should be aspiring to at least master that trait, humility, because yeah. that is the separator, like you said, of good to great leaders. The next thing I would say, and this is a lesson that comes essentially from Les Brown, he said, first and foremost, you have to work on your mindset. You, you don't get out of life what you want, you get out of life what you are. The second thing is, he said, you have to practice your communication skills. So when you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are. Right. Now, as a nonverbal guy, I, I believe that when you open your mouth, you reinforce who you are, but it's still important, right? And then the last one he says is you have to practice OQP, which is only quality people. You have to surround yourself right. with those types of individuals. But there is a caveat to that, and I always tell people this. You have to look in the mirror first. Are you yourself a quality person? Do you possess the traits of, right. of, a, of a quality individual? Because then you'll be invited into those types of circles a little uh, bit easier. I <laughs> totally agree. I mean, you know, I always tell my kids, there are five people in your life that will change or break you. you yes. Know, choose them wisely. Yes. You know, besides your mom and dad, it's, you know, so you got three left. And so choose them wisely. I agree. And I also agree, you know, you, I spend your whole life surrounding yourself with people that are better than you. Because guess what? If you, if you surround yourself with people that are better than you, you become better. <laughs> yes. What a novel idea. Yes. Versus, you know, the life suckers. You know, uh, yes. you want to get them off and out of your life. Yes. You know, and I think that's so important. So, so why, why do most people fail when they in leadership positions? You know, you see companies fail because leaders change. You see... I mean, I see it in universities. I see it in uh, plastic surgery. Yeah. When you don't have a, a, a really passionate, selfless leader, everything goes badly. Leaders fail because they're uncomfortable with failure. 
a lot of people will not put themselves in the position to grow because they fear failing. And right. what's, what's the irony to that is they end up failing in total, right? Right. So you have to be persistent. You have to put yourself in a position of growth right there. Um, from a nonverbal perspective, and what I love to look at when I'm working with leaders and working with businesses, is just like you said, I'm looking for do they have that you know, purpose, that passion, that drive, and do they have that path, right? And what I found is when they don't embody that in their actions, their nonverbal cues to their employees, they, it comes across as hypocritical. And it becomes very difficult to discipline when you yourself are not disciplined. Exactly. You know, so, leaders lead by their actions, not by their words. Yes. And you got to talk to talk and walk to walk, as we say in Texas. That's you know, right. Yes. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing, too, is when you're looking at discipline, I always look at organizations. If, if a lot of discipline is, is happening, then a lot of coaching is probably not occurring, a lot of educating. Because discipline is a reactive response to poor behavior or poor performance. Right. Whereas coaching is a proactive response. So it's incredibly important for teams and leaders and businesses to take the time to focus on those nonverbals, so the cues throughout the business and throughout the team to make sure they're executing on that from right. a proactive approach. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, when I look at, you know, leadership traits, I mean, I look at people like Michael Jordan, Kobe yes. Bryant. I mean, oh, these right. are people that learned from their failures. I mean, the famous story about Michael Jordan is that he... Yeah. He never. He was a walk-on <laughs> yeah. in North Carolina, and it's crazy. And I, he wasn't. He'll tell you he wasn't the most talented, no. but he practiced till he never failed. That's right. And he didn't let up until everybody else was almost at his level. Well, they could never be at his level. I mean, look at the Chicago Bulls. But yes, look at what he surrounded himself with. And it's. And you made it. You made a great point. He wasn't the most talented. They actually did a study not too long ago about this, where talent is beaten almost every time by focus. Yep, focus, focus personality, and passion. That's it. 100%. Yes. I mean, I agree. I mean, I interview people all the time from Ivy Leagues and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I'll take a passionate and personality-driven person 100 times over any of those people. That's and right. I, you know, I was at some of those Ivy League schools. And not that they're not good, but it doesn't mean you're great. That's that's correct, yeah. And like we were saying earlier, your passion, the reason why that's so important to have is because you will lack motivation at time and you will be more persistent and disciplined if you are passionate about something. Because whether it rains, snows, it doesn't matter, you're consistent down that pursuit of trying to achieve that goal. And yep. I love that. Right. And that's really self-discipline. It you is. Know, I mean, you can be motivated, but you'll never finish if you're not <laughs> self-disciplined, right? 100%. I mean, because everybody likes to sing in the rain. I mean, to sing in, when it's sunny, but never in the rain. Yes. So, so what are some take-home points for our audience? You know, I'm charged up about leadership. I want to be another great leader. And uh, so, what are like three take-home points that the audience can take if they want to be a leadership in their com in their community, in their profession, in plastic surgery, or what? What? What should they embody in their heart? Yes. Self-reflection, that, that would be, again, the first starting component of that. Really make sure that you understand where you're at in your leadership journey. Surround yourself with individuals like we discussed, role models that can put you, help you advance down that path from lessons learned in their life so you don't have to visit those yourself. So that's going to be a big one. And then the other thing is truly embody, like we were saying, the nonverbal actions. So don't just move your lips, move your feet along with it because people will only follow the, that so far. They're going to be watching with the direction you're heading. So incredibly important to practice what you preach. Awesome. Eric, wise words. 
from an incredibly smart and talented young man, and I really appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about how, if they want to get in contact with you, how they can contact you, what's your uh, website or contact, sure. how would you like to? Yeah, so they, they can reach out to me via, via social media on uh, Instagram. That would be one of the best ways to do it. Uh, the other way would just be via email. Mm -hmm. uh, so yep. just to, okay. yeah. All right, well, we'll leave that for you. So Eric Sutton, thank you so much. What an incredible, powerful message for all of us about leadership, because really leadership matters uh, to all of us, no matter who and what we are and what we want to do and, and become. So leave us your comments and enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did in, in interviewing Eric. Have a great one.